state which will live in infamy. Only a foolish optimist can deny the dark realities of the moment. Well, hey, Dave. Are you back from quarantine, buddy? Yeah, man, I'm back. <coughs> yeah, man, I'm back from quarantine. I am feeling 100%. Um, really? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yay, you're back mm-hmm. from quarantine. We're six feet apart. Can we be 12 feet? <coughs> No, no, I think we're fine, man. I'm good. I'm feeling great right now. Yeah. You, you sound not great. But how do I look? Oh, you look great. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I was ready to rock and roll. Fantastic yeah, man. Fantastic as ever, man. Yeah, man. Uh, 14 days in quarantine. I am happy to be out of the house. Yeah. yeah. I, I bet. Uh, technically, yeah. I'm not out of quarantine until midnight. <laughs> so, um, there's I could technically tell. four hours <laughs> left. <laughs> this cough will be gone. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. Oh. I'm already feeling congested. <laughs> right, man. That pizza, I, uh, that pizza usually that you buy is better. It didn't have any flavor at all tonight. That no, wasn't pizza, Dave. No scent. <laughs> <laughs> that was <No>. a sponge. <laughs> uh, I do not want to know what made it moist. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, Lord. Well, well, I'm glad you're back. Yeah. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad to be here, too, doing that um, remotely last week. We did. Challenged yeah, us um, a little bit, and it worked it out did. pretty well. We, we did all right. I thought we did much better than I thought we would. It sounded better than I thought. It, <laughs> I know, absolutely. <laughs> but when we have talent, you know, it, it shines. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder it's so dim in this basement. <laughs> right, it's not the lighting. <laughs> Uh, but now, now that you're back, mm-hmm. uh, I want you to go on a trip with me. No travel restrictions. No tra- no travel restrictions. Ah, nice. I just want you to come come away with me. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I want Ooh. you to come where there's butter and everything. Wine flows three freely. Oh. And there's no heart disease for some weird reason. Oh, wee oui, wee. Oui. Wee oui, wee. Oui. We're going to Paris, buddy. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's stop in at the cafe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why don't you, why don't you go ahead and order? Okay. Uh, let me look here. Uh, uh, whoa. What's a Le Croissant? Le Crescent? I don't know what that is. Uh... Uh, uh, a cup of Le Cafe. What's I don't know what that is. Co- coffee, man. It's coffee. Coffee. Y'all, they got they got them cheeseburgers. I, I. What about some French fries? I. Well, you know what we call you know, French fries back home. I don't. I don't. Freedom care. fries, Brandon. Freedom fries. Y'all got freedom fries? Oh wait, they ain't got no freedom here because they're French. This, are you, are you honestly wearing white socks with your fucking flip flops? Yeah, I'm on vacation. Jesus, Christ. is it? That's not Hawaii. You're wearing a fucking Hawaiian shirt. Oh <laughs> yeah, I'm on vacation. And khaki, khaki short. And Jesus even though I got Christ. this phone with a camera on it, I got the Nikon wrapped around my neck. My neck. You would, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Fuck. Mm-hmm. All right. I guess we'll have cheeseburger and freedom yeah. fries. Yeah, and if they don't understand what I'm saying, I speak louder, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that is universal communication of English. Cheeseburger! <laughs> Not that you're talking loud right now. Yeah. Because you never talk loud. Never at all. <laughs> hey, I was I was not as loud on the last episode. Because I turned your ass down. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, you have power when we're remote. <laughs> well, well, welcome to, to Paris, Dave. Uh, I wanted to bring you in because I think we're going to talk uh, a little about the European Union, a little bit about the uh, Paris Climate Agreement. Oh yeah, this, this week, and uh, we know who you are out there. Ooh, we know. Are we calling out somebody? We're, we're calling out a listener, a Parisian listener, a Parisian listener, and uh-huh. we want to hear from you. We want we want to uh, hear what you 
think about the uh, podcast and what you want to listen to in future episodes. So we're calling you out, buddy. Absolutely. So this whole bit's for you. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so whoever you are out there in uh, Paris, France, a very loyal listener, correct? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, we would like to re- you to reach us at our uh, email. That would probably be a good way. Email to- would be probably the best. It's uh, FDR's Wheelchair Podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Or you can DM us on Twitter at FDR underscore wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Or you could DM us at uh, Facebook on FDR's wheelchair. Yep. But absolutely. We're calling you up, buddy. Yes. <laughs> we're looking forward to hearing from you. With Le Royale with cheese. Le Royale cheese. <laughs> That's a cheeseburger, right? I, yeah. Mm. Apparently. It's a quarter pounder of cheese. Can we stop talking about food? I'm hungry still, and I don't want to eat the <laughs> rest of your pizza. pizza. I know, but I want more pizza, but I'm not going to eat more because okay. I'll have heartburn later. <laughs> At least it's not a prostate problem. Well, that's another issue. <laughs> but seriously, we are actually going to talk about um, the Paris Climate Agreement first, yep. I think. All right. So, I'm ready. All right. We'll uh, leave the cafe for now. Okay. Bye, we'll be, cafe. We'll be, we'll be back. We'll be back. I, I like that. That was nice. <laughs> All right. So um, the Paris Climate Agreement is an agreement between countries mm-hmm. to try to keep the um, temperature of the earth from rising two degrees in a decade. Yes. Which, is it a decade or is it a year per year? No, I think it's a decade. It's a decade. You, it's can't, a decade. you can't lower yeah, the temperature. Yeah, I'm about to say two degrees. <laughs> then we'll have another ice age. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to be that good. Keep it from rising two degrees per decade. Correct. Which scientists still say that's fucking disgraceful, <laughs> but it's happening. And it is kind of the only way that we can kind of rein it in a little bit. Right. It's 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 the only way to have some type of glue that's worldwide with certain goals that can target certain things, like emissions, for example. You know, yeah. that's I think that's like the number one thing that people talk about is kind of like reining in the emissions. Um, and it's kind of a cool thing in a way because... You know, it really can bring about a lot of innovation that can bring about a lot of competition worldwide and kind of like help globalization. It's not like punishing member countries into doing things they don't want to do. Oh, it's definitely un-American, Dave. Fucking communist. Oh, that's right. I'm communist. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but you're right. It, it it creates new avenues of, of manufacturing and new avenues of, of business and things that we wouldn't have thought of before. Absolutely. So people are saying, well, what coal and, and gas and oil and stuff, but then you have renewable resources that create their own economy in yes. a way. Mm-hmm. So it just, it's replacing something that's already dying. Coal is dying. I mean, there were right. 78,000 jobs lost in, in 2010 to 2020. Mm-hmm. Just because of automation, it wasn't right. Like, absolutely, it, th- those jobs are going away, whether mm-hmm. we drill, baby, drill or not. <laughs> right, ex- absolutely. There's no way to g- kind of get past that, and um, and and the United States was an original member of the Paris Accords. Um, you know, we were then the screaming infant came, then the screaming infant came <laughs> and withdrew us from it so we're kind For, of going rogue like sarah palin likes to say yeah. <laughs> i had I to bring her up didn't i you did i don't think it was going rogue i just think it's just it, it it's a way to get cheap political points without really having to do anything absolutely yep it kind of and again a lot of um trump's base has this kind of strange nostalgia about what they think America should be and look like and be about and good old fashioned fossil fuels and industry is part of that nostalgia and it's not matching the reality of how we're changing. So that's where he's getting those political points. Yeah. So, I mean, not only is it, is it bad for the, for the world to, to not at least acknowledge that we're contributing to, to climate change it's bad for our economy, for the Absolutely. U.S. economy. It's, mm-hmm. And when the U.S. economy is not doing as well or, or pushing for new innovations, it hinders other economies like the EU yeah. and, 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 and around the world, like Africa and stuff. I mean, it really hinders because they, they, 
the American economy is the largest economy in the world, so it really pushes innovation and and money into other countries. Absolutely. So I mean, you look at the stock market that the president likes to tout all the time. You know, about to go over three thousand, thirty thousand points. I'm sorry, we're here real soon. The, the 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 sector that's growing the most is clean energy. Yeah. So it's happening whether he wants it or not. You know, the parts that are making the the stock the stock market grow the way they are. Have to, has to do with renewable energy and um, green technology and things like that. And you know what the most fucked up thing is? What's is the that... most fucked up thing, Brandon, about that? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. I'll tell you. <laughs> is that you have this uh, big push from the Republicans, especially, against China and whatnot. But surely we should be taking the lead on this because it is the next growing market. And if we want to best China, then we should be leading on this. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it it makes perfect sense. Huh? Yeah, withdrawing it has the absolute opposite effect. <laughs> exactly, it takes us out of. I just yeah, it doesn't make any logical sense. <sighs> like I said, cheap political points. Yep, cheap political points, and and this anti environmentalism kind of goes back to the seventies when um, the United States started to um, pass laws, specifically starting mostly with the Carter administration. Um, like with the CAFE standards, um, the first uh, emissions reduction, um, anti-pollution laws with corporations and wastewater and things like that, it got a lot of pushback from the conservative business community because they saw it as nothing but a cost to them that would force them to, you know, lay off employees and make cuts and not, you know, to basically shut down. And that's actually never really happened. Um, what it's done instead, as we talked about at the beginning, is that it kind of forces people, business, into innovation to change what they do, to become more competitive. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, I got an analogy for you. Yeah, give me an analogy. It'd be like telling the hooker that she has to clean her street corner. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's... only an analogy if you tell me what she has to clean it with. Well, this is a family podcast. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a family podcast. Oh, my God. If you're letting your family listen to this, you should so it, maybe it, be divorced it or something. <laughs> right. It, it benefits the hooker because she's hooking on a cleaner corner. It benefits the community because the corner's cleaner. And it benefits the customers because, you know, cleaner hooker corner. <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm going to give you some credit, Brandon. You you are really good with the data and the facts and the analysis. You're really really smart, and you are like the brains behind this podcast. But what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> talking about talking about climate? And you're talking about hookers cleaning the street corner? Jesus Christ! That makes perfect sense. It man. makes perfect sense. Yeah, maybe I'm not smart enough to figure out. I, yeah, I get the keep analogy. up, Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But 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 we've always had this problem in our country of seeing anything that is pro environment is being radical left wing anti business anti corporation and it's not it's it's providing opportunity where you see a real problem and a chance for innovation and growth and it it hasn't resulted in you know the massive economic downturn. It's kind of like the same logic with um, the minimum wage. Every time we talk about raising the minimum wage, you know, the counter argument is, well, if businesses have to pay more minimum wage, you're going to lay people off and they're going to, there's no data to support it. There is no data to support it. It's just this raw rudimentary A plus B equals C that really doesn't. Yeah. And also, I think it um, applies to our stewardship of the earth. I mean, it's the only fucking one we have. Even if it was half as bad as they're telling us, we should still fucking do something about it. Absolutely. It's the only one we have. Right. And and proof of that was like when um, a lot of countries were shutting down, um, the earth started to rebound. Like yeah. within a month or two. Yeah. Very know? quickly. And that doesn't mean we shut down. We're not going to shut down. You should, I'm just saying, when you make conscious efforts to reduce what we put into this earth and we put out there, you know, you get benefit. Yeah, I mean, the the earth can take care of itself. We just need to not fuck that up. 
That's that, I mean, it's that simple. I Absolutely. Mean, you see what we're putting into it, and it takes it. Yeah. But it's going, hey, that's enough. And all we have to do is just back off. Right. And we can. That's, a, that's the thing. We have the technology to back off and to be like, okay, we're not going to burn this limited resource. Again, it's limited. It's going to run out. Right. Or how about we put up some wind turbines and just, you know, have power forever. <laughs> I don't. It's going to kill them birds, Brandon. <laughs> well, fuck those birds. I hate birds. Oh, Brandon. Fucking birds. Part of Earth too. They need you. Need we need birds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. Doesn't mean I have to like them. No, it doesn't mean you have to, you have to like them. <laughs> we have turtles too. And I fucking hate turtles. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Fucking turtle soup. <laughs> so coming back to the Paris Climate Agreement, um, one the, the original idea was for countries to come together and just reduce their their uh, output of of uh, greenhouse gases and things like that. Um, let's see. Let me check my notes. Uh, Paris Agreement requires all parties to put forward their best efforts, efforts through nationally determined contributions and to strengthen these efforts in the years ahead. This includes what? requirements that all parties report regularly on their emissions and on their implementation, implementation efforts. Oh, my God. So, again, there's autonomy in this. We're not being forced to do anything. Again, this anti-globalist, anti-international organization leaning of, you know, the right wing in this country. Best efforts. That's called trying. (laughs) (laughs) Through nationally determined contributions. That means we decide. And the only thing we have to do is basically show a PowerPoint every fucking year to see how we're doing. So you're saying the hooker can decide how clean your corner is. <laughs> Absolutely. And it ain't clean at all. See? So it's not it's not forcing us to make perceived radical changes that are I don't know, anti I don't know. I don't know. It's just it defies logic. I can't even argue the other side. Because it doesn't make any fucking um, sense. I, I guess the other side would be saying that we're not um, a puppet of the European Union or other foreign mm-hmm. government forces coming and dictating to our companies who are trying to compete against China and and mm-hmm. other industrial states. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but again, but it's, it's, it's the same sentiment as to why people are against, you know... Us being part of the United Nations, us being part of the NATO, when we talk about Brexit, the European Union, it's the same type of ideology that nativist, you know, ideology that, you know, defies a lot of logic, but, you know, strikes a tone with a lot of people. Um, it's it's a very easy argument to, to go against, but foreigners bad. Easy, yeah. Foreigners tell us not... What to do. We don't want to do what foreigners tell us. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And in a global economy, which benefits everybody, you're not competing. American businesses aren't competing with themselves, you know, and they're not competing with themselves against other countries. Everybody is competing and innovating together. It can be mutually beneficial. And that's what we need to understand. And it doesn't strip away any rights or freedoms of american companies to make profits or to to make their own decisions or or it it just doesn't it it... you know what the best thing about a global economy and free-flowing trade throughout the world is french fries in paris second best what's that it stops wars yes because you're not going to fight somebody you're making money off of. Absolutely. It stops wars. Simple as that. If you have any other argument against that, it's, it's null and void. It stops wars. That's no fun. Well, unless you make your money from wars, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to make a, 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 a solar-powered tank. <laughs> right. <laughs> Damn Prius tank. <laughs> Fucking... <laughs> Gotta plug it in again. <laughs> Light blue Prius tank. 
You hear me, Aaron? I'm talking about you again, motherfucker. But Aaron, you did uh, apparently sweep out your car this week, so congratulations. Good job, man. Yeah, good job. I hope you uh, recycled. (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. He's a good steward of the earth. Oh, good. Well, he lives in Hawaii. uh, Don't they have to be? Isn't that part of being Hawaiian? You know, you would think that, but he was he was stuck in a Trump parade. A few oh, you did tell, did me I tell you about yeah, that? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And he was mad, and I was laughing at him because I'm stuck in Trump parades all the time. <laughs> right, right. I go to the store. I'm stuck in a Trump God. parade. In fucking Ohio, Aaron. You're such a piece of shit. God. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So part <laughs> shit. All right. So part of the Paris Climate Agreement is they come together every five years to assess the collective progressive progress towards a long-term goal i can't even fucking read long-term goals and inform parties in updating and enhancing their nationally determined contributions again not being dictated to deciding right report to each other and public on and the public on how they're implementing climate action again deciding track progress towards their commitments under the agreement through a robust transparency and accountability system i think that's where republicans hang up because they have to be transparent <laughs> and accountable. And accountable? <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> right. That is, let's put a strike through that one right yeah. there. How, where's the double strike and... through? <laughs> McConnell will have none of that. <laughs> and again, you know, they might be afraid of the word accountability, but there's n- there's no governmental body forcing them to be that way. No. And it's not like none. they're going to kick the United States out of it. No, because yeah. they joined freely. There's no one to. It's just saying, hey, we need to do better. Can we do better, guys? Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll try. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like creating an, a, a science fair competition for American business. Yeah, yeah, I never even thought of it that way. Yeah, it, it's it's daring American business to try to improve on something that doesn't exist yet almost. Right, yeah. And... What's the term for that? Oh, innovation. Innovation. It's fucking called innovation. Jesus Christ. I'm getting mad at the pair of crying. Brandon, <laughs> do we have to go to the medicine this early in the episode? Not yet. Not okay. Yet. Well, I'm just letting you know. Okay. All right. All right. We're fine. We're fine. We are okay. All right. Okay. We're going to rejoin the Paris Accords. We're going to rejoin. We are. Biden so definitely wants to. So that should make you feel good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He definitely wants to um, do that. Because we inexplicably, you know, in one way, it, it just sticking with the Paris Climate Agreement is just going, hey, guys, hey, we're here too. Right. It's a, it's a way for our ambassadors and whatnot to actually talk to the other countries, at, at, at hey, the very least. Hey, that's going to start happening again, talking to other countries Holy through shit. real ambassadors and real positions. Not and throwing like... Starbursts at them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Like... I'm just picturing Joe Biden in January. It's like when your neighborhood gets hit by a tornado and then you like crawl out of the basement and look up <laughs> and you've got like one mop <laughs> and one garbage can Go on. and you're naked and your dog's lost. Huh. <laughs> right, right. You're like, show up, fuck. I guess we gotta do something. <laughs> let's let's rebuild. <laughs> yeah. I mean that that's it's one of the things that's going to be on Biden's uh, team is rebuilding relationships with other countries mm-hmm. besides Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you, you go all the way down the gamut with the allies. I mean, France, Germany, uh, England, even yeah, uh, right, uh, Japan. And, and Japan. he's not going to be able to turn it over overnight. I mean, you know, a lot of foreign countries have lost a lot of trust in the United States. They know it's. They know it's basically Trump and his administration, but they see one political party blindly backing him. They don't know what direction that party's going to go into that has a lot of political power in the country and still wins a lot of elections. And he might run again in 2024. So, you know, there's the the unease of our allies is not going to disappear. No, and and nor should it, to be Mm. honest. (laughs) Could you imagine if he runs in 2024? I shouldn't. We shouldn't say it all out because if we say it like three times, it might come true. It might go. <laughs> Bloody Mary. Damn it, Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Ah, fuck the orange monster. No, 
damn it. I saw a picture of a Lego Donald Trump the other day. It was fucking fantastic. <laughs> Listeners, if you you need to look up Lego Donald Trump. It is <laughs> it is amazing. And I, I saw another funny meme yesterday. It said all uh, Chinese restaurants to change their menu. Number 45, orange chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I, even if it's not on the menu, I'm going to order it. I would like number 45, orange chicken. <laughs> like, that's not number 45. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> right. I, I um, went to a Mexican restaurant a couple years ago at downtown, and uh, they had one of those chalkboards. Mm-hmm. And it said, taco so authentic, Trump would build a wall around him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a damn good taco that's, right a there. Great mm-hmm. taco. <laughs> you have to reach over the wall to pick up the taco. Oh, that's but, right. Yeah. yeah. Then he had to deport it. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> All right. So um, part of the support for the Paris Climate Agreement is the EU and other developed countries will continue to support climate action to reduce emissions and build resilience to climate change impacts in developing countries. So mm-hmm. the the leaders of it would would kind of reach back and help like um, countries that probably don't have the money, like South mm-hmm. American countries, African countries, uh, Southeast Asian countries that that are trying to build their economy. And the greatest way to do that is through fossil fuels right now. Mm-hmm. So they would reach back and, and help. Yeah, and, they're literally like a startup like the United States in the early 1800s. I mean, that <laughs> they if they don't get any help, they're going to have to do it through the old fashioned industrial way. That's only going to be a microcosm in their own area of growth. They can't join the global economy that way. Yeah, we have like countries like Brazil. Like we tell them not to burn the rainforest, but then they go, "How do we build our agriculture if mm-hmm. we can't destroy this, sell the wood, and create farmland?" Right. But it's pretty. They're like, well, we're poor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, so yeah. they, they do need help. When I mean, you're a developed nation, you have a lot of choices. Yeah. You know, and it's hard to see, you know, the position of a uh, developing nation. And, yeah, that, that needs to be part of the action plan. Not too. a lot of countries get to um, choose yeah. huge swaths of, of land to go, that's a national park. It's pretty. Huge, right. Huge <laughs> tracts of land. Yeah. 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 And, again, I don't have the answer to this. I don't even – can't even begin to scratch the surface of what that support would look like to be meaningful. I, d- I just don't know. I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm just saying that. Yeah, it, being, it's a very complicated yeah, issue. Yeah, it's a complicated issue that isn't going to be solved overnight, but it should at least be a fucking goal. Or put on the table or on the agenda and be like, hey, we need to talk about this. Right. Something's wrong with the earth, guys. Right. We got to the moon 50 fucking years ago. <laughs> right. We're talking about going to Mars. Yes. But you know what? Fuck Earth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. God. Let it burn. Ohio and Kentucky can't even build a bridge across the river. Well, they did, but they set it on fire. Set on fire. <laughs> the only way we could get federal dollars to fix the bridge was to set it on fire. That's the only way. Well, we build the interstate system in the whole country in 10 years, and we can't build a bridge. No. No, it's impossible. No. Fun fact about the interstate system, yeah, is that every was it every yeah. mile and a half has to have a straight flat mile. Every mile and a half, yeah, within that has to have one mile that's straight and flat. Yep. It's to uh, land planes in case of an invasion. Oh, so like nineteen fifties Cold War yep. civil. Oh, I man. may have. The the distance is wrong, but it is designed to land planes all around the country. How cool was that? That's pretty cool. You know what? I didn't think there were any fun facts about the highway system. But oh, you'd be one. wrong. Be Should wrong. we go? <laughs> <laughs> you should be like, there needs to be at least one mile of straight flat land every quarter mile. Yeah. Figure that out. <laughs> yeah. It's land C-30s. Oh, yeah, the big uh, 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 starlifters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exciting. Now, those are what carry tanks over to the Middle East, by the way. Ah, uh, yep. They can carry three Abram tanks. Well, you're all full of fun facts today. I know. You wound me up, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for the support of, of the Paris Climate Agreement, other countries are encouraged to provide or continue to provide such support voluntarily. 
they don't have to. They don't have to. But again, it's good just to talk about the fucking subject. Wow. It's like giving homework, but you're not going to grade it. <laughs> and you don't even have to collect it. But yeah. you might want to do it because you're going to learn something and do better for yourself. Right. Yeah. Improve your life or, you know, your environment or, you know, the oxygen you fucking breathe. <laughs> it's, and, and again, it's all like, we've got. Yeah. It's all we fucking got. Yeah. Right. Look at the preamble of the Constitution. To ourselves and our posterity. Future generations. This is... A great example of what that means. Yeah. And if you're a Christian, you're actually supposed to take care of the world. You're supposed to be part uh, yeah. a steward of the earth. If you're a human, you're supposed to do That's that too. That's in Genesis. Genesis, dude. Mm. I can feel it coming in the air of night. You just mixed up two different songs. Ah, uh, whatever. <laughs> Maybe that's just... I, I can't. It's all Phil Collins. It's all one soundtrack right. for the earth. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And developed countries intend to continue their existing collective goal to mobilize 100 billion U.S. dollars per year by 2020. That didn't happen. And extend this until 2025. A new and higher goal will be set for after this period. Hmm. So there is a goal. That kind of reminds me like uh, George W. Bush's reading guarantee. That was like by 2010, 100% of third graders will be able to read. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Have you met third graders? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. There will be a few. (laughs) That reminds me of the Dumb and Dumber movie where he's going, the... That's your third grade. I'm glad you graduated from Wayne's World to Dumb and Dumber. (laughs) Hey, hey. Hey. I almost had a a whole fucking Wayne's World bit for the beginning of this episode. You're lucky. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you'll save it for another episode. You're not going to scrap it. I don't know. It It was pretty good. Was it pretty good? It was pretty good. It's like, you know how I took you on a trip to France? Yeah. I was going to take you on a trip to Delaware and be like, we're in Delaware. (laughs) Because you know that's part of the movie. Yeah, see? I got it in there. (laughs) You suck. All right, so that's that's kind of an overview of what the Paris Climate Agreement is. It's it's a very loose binding thing that doesn't really mean anything. That's well, that's why we made our discussion of it very loose and unbinding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it literally is that serious. There's no, there's nothing holding these countries to it. There's nothing really defining about it. I mean, we had a, a few billion dollars thrown in there, a hundred billion dollars in there, but that again, that really didn't happen. Um, the countries aren't forced to do anything, but again, it's a discussion. It's countries coming together and be like, hey, let's, you know, keep breathing. Right. <laughs> right. So, I mean, again, and I, I think Trump pulling out of um, the Paris Climate Agreement and then kind of thumbing his nose at the, the whole European Union and, and putting these tariffs on China is kind of an overall um, jingoism that, that doesn't really make sense because we don't have the enemies like we did in the Cold War or right. World War II. Um, again, we want a, a free global economy. And yes, countries like China have abhorrent um, uh, uh, human rights violations, North Korea, mm-hmm. uh, places like that. But again, you, you also don't want to exclude them because the more they're excluded, the more they go in right. on themselves. Absolutely. And that's what we're doing by pulling out of these things mm-hmm. is coming in on ourselves and we're almost eating ourselves alive. Right. Because we're not part of the discussions anymore. We're not part mm-hmm. of what the new future will hold. We're not part of the developing world when we do things like that. Right. You know? We're, we're part we we behave like those other regi- regimes that aren't included in it. You yeah. know, it's scary. I mean, we're the, we should be the leader. We were supposed to, we, we were, a, well, we still are, a beacon of democracy. A beacon of hope. I mean, Anatoly came in on this podcast and said that U.S. was seen like a wonderland. Yeah. Because it, it had these val- these very high values mm-hmm. that, that uh, we, we stuck to in... And we can't do it by ourselves, and we owe it 
to people around the world to project those values right. once again. It's a beautiful thing. There is a such thing as American exceptionalism, exceptionalism for those things. But it's not the type of American exceptionalism that you hear people talk about. It's not. <laughs> we're not better because, because we're, we're American. American. Oh, oh, hey, no, no, oh, coming right. thought. Right. Boom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're better because we have the opportunities and we can give those opportunities to other people. I like it when you finish my words. Oh, yeah. And I finish your words. It's kind of cool, good. man. Yeah, good. I like it. That was the first time. That was I the think. first time. That's great. <laughs> nice. Yes, nice. So, and um, uh, going back across the the Atlantic, I think Brexit kind of um, is a, was a, a referendum that really kind of mirrored what's happening in the U.S. That pulling out of the Paris Climate, I mean, we didn't right. have like a referendum pulling ourselves out of a whole trade block. I mean, mm-hmm. we did with the TPP and, and the uh, NAFTA agreement NAFTA, and stuff. Yeah. I mean, that was, I mean, those, I don't want to get into those because that's, again, that's like an episode per agreement. Right. But, um, it mirrors it a very much, mm-hmm. um, but it was more extreme. I think the, mm-hmm. the whole Brexit exit and it really affects the because, European union. Right. I mean, it has major ramifications. I mean, I mean, major ramifications and I haven't seen any or not much data that, shows anything positive no. you know even the threat of brexit crushed the economy for a solid four years and you know one of the people that are going to be hurt the most by brexit in, in uh, trade wise besides um the uk no yeah. no no Paris, no oh, france oui, oui, oui. Oh. Uh, fr- um the uk and france have a very strong um or did have a very strong uh, trade partnership. Um, the, w- France, uh, UK was third in line behind the US and China mm-hmm. for their trade. I think it was 6.8% of their trade went to the UK. Mm-hmm. 7.6 went to China and 8.7 went to the USA. Wow. So let's talk about the vote for Brexit. Like, what was the demographic of people who supported it and versus the demographic who didn't? Well, the vote was 17.4 million in favor of leaving versus mm-hmm. 15.1 million who voted to remain. Okay. Um, most of those were rural whites. I can't think of any analogies. No. You know, it's like a hooker on a street mm. corner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, were these, um, did these tend to be educated rural no. whites? Oh, no. Very, very much not so. Um, the The largest uh, demographic voting against it was in London, actually, and Scotland and Ireland. Okay, um, London because they see the trade. That's right, 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 right. It's a metropolis. They see the um, effects of globalism. Yeah, yeah. They're they're cosmopolitan by nature. So and the Scottish, I just think it. they just said "fuck you, England." Right. I, yeah. It's <laughs> like. What what are the English doing? We're doing the opposite. opposite. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Okay, cool. You know, every every like I'm uh, glad groundskeeper Willie <laughs> was against Brexit. <laughs> right. Every every like um decade or so the Scottish have a referendum whether they're gonna leave the UK. <laughs> and it never passes, right. but they just bring it it's, up just because it's kinda like people <laughs> threatening to move to Canada. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like when liberals threaten to move to Canada. Well, I I think it's more hate filled. The more hate for the English than that. Yeah. It's just like, let's just tell them that we're thinking about it. <laughs> we haven't forgotten. <laughs> it's, it's the idea of leaving. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not leaving like Every Scottish person is always thinking about that. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense, but it still feels right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And Ireland was uh, another one that didn't right. want to because they're very, very um, heavily involved in the EU. Mm-hmm. And the trade and and the money the EU gives Ireland. I mean, Ireland's a very poor country mm-hmm. without the EU. It's kind of like Greece. They, the uh, it it really props up their economy. So of course they they wouldn't want to do that. So if you were to generalize um, the seventeen point four million who voted for Brexit, what's their rationale? What's their fears? What's their line of thinking in support of it? So I'm going to go back real quick and explain a little bit about the EU. Okay. The EU is a um, labor movement zone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you could be Spanish, work in the UK. Mm-hmm. You could be UK, work in Poland. 
You could be Ukrainian, work in France, that kind of thing. And you don't have to have a visa. You can just go and work. So, so obviously, unemployment would drop theoretically and realistically. Yeah, because it, of that. It, it does. Yeah. Um, but then you have these damn immigrants in your country. Oh. Yeah. So I think a lot of people were afraid of the free movement of immigrants and refugees okay. coming in taking their jobs. Okay. Kind of like... Mexico to the United mm-hmm. States. Um, I know in England... Were any of those, are any of those concerns legitimate? No, not no. at all. Okay, gotcha. Not at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's the same, exactly the same with um, immigration from Mexico okay. to the United it's States. It's the same type of nativist impulses yeah. that aren't based in... Yeah, they just yeah. see somebody working in a job... That like, doesn't look like them or talk like them or act like them. And Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fucking foreigners, you know. Yeah. Coming and taking our jobs. Uh, it, very much that, that. Jobs that they're not going to take up anyway. Exactly. So, okay, gotcha. Exactly. Okay. And so you have like the, the poor countries like Greece, Poland, Ukraine. Right. Um, the, the old Eastern Bloc coming over, working, and hypothetically sending their money back to. Speaking of Ukraine, we have a beef with Ukraine. We do? Yeah. Oh. Our friend Anatoly, your neighbor. Oh. Huh. Our, yeah. our international correspondent. Our international correspondent who mm. was supposed to be with us tonight, and he's sick. Yeah. <coughs> I'm pretty sure he's taking my job right now. He's pretty sick. <laughs> well, you're a pretty shitty employee, so he should take it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. If someone who, can, who uh, speaks English as their second language uh, can take my job, well, I should probably be better. <laughs> Yeah, but we miss him tonight. We and, do miss uh, him. He, he's a little under the weather, and he couldn't make yeah. it tonight. Um, we hope he feels better. We hope it's not the Rona. Oh, you hope it's not the Rona. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can still get the Rona. I never got it. My wife I, had it. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't know. You were coughing. Of, yeah. And it's not midnight yet. <laughs> no, there's three more hours of quarantine left. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's this false narrative of people taking their jobs um, another big thing about Brexit was they said that they, it was 250 million pounds a year, mm-hmm. which is about roughly 350 to 400 million dollars okay. a year goes to the European Union as, mm-hmm. um, as dues, basically. Okay, gotcha. They said they could spend that on the NHS, which is a single payer healthcare system. Okay. So. For the benefit of all of these member countries. No, 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 just for England. Just or for just England. for the United Kingdom. Just for the United Kingdom. Or anybody in the United Kingdom. Okay. So you you could go to England right now mm-hmm. and say break your leg. You could go get free health care. Okay. No questions asked. Socialist. Fucking commies. Yeah. Way too close to the Iron Curtain. <laughs> <laughs> Geographically think, pretty close. I think, <laughs> I think some of it got on them. <laughs> There's some rust on them, right? <laughs> but yeah, no, they're they're very big fans of it, and um, you'd be hard pressed to find someone in the UK who would repeal the NHS. Mm-hmm. They can they'll bitch about it, of course, yeah, because you know <laughs> humans like bitching. <laughs> I mean, then there's definitely flaws with it, no doubt. Mm-hmm. But it it started in the 50s and 60s as a because the economy in the UK was. Was very lackluster. It was mm-hmm. after the World War II. The post-industrial. Yeah, yeah. They, they got hammered. I mean, you have no idea how much of a beating England got in World mm-hmm. War II. Oh and their yeah, economy just never really recovered mm-hmm. in the '70s. They had the coal miner strikes because yeah. they just didn't have any more. The, the industry and, wasn't and there. And, and it's easy. It's it, when you think of World War II and the destruction that it, it, it rained upon England and especially like in cities like London. It's not that long ago. No, you know. I mean, it takes. A century sometimes, yeah. you know, to rebuild that type of destruction. And we kind of lose focus of that sometimes. Well, we, I, I think mm-hmm. we do. We don't, especially as Americans, because it didn't really affect our country mm-hmm. like that. Right, right. Um, I, I know in England, like, you could, you, on the news, you still hear them digging up fucking old World oh, War II yeah. bombs. Yeah. Be like, hey, oh, we found one I mean, here. I always fucking think, evacuate. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm 48 years old, and when I was born, World War II had only ended 28 years before that. I mean, holy yeah. crap, man. You know? Yeah, so so you, you have all of that. And um, the, there was this big push that England for the English, um, keep British, Britain British, that, that, that yeah. kind of nationalist... Um, 
fervor really came out. And I think the English can suffer from that a lot because they were a global power for so long that they spread all around the world. Mm -hmm. And then the world kind of came to them. To them, yeah. And they're going, they're kind of fearing for their identity, so to speak. I hear you. I, I, I don't want to justify it because it's not justifiable. Right, but the, but but you have to get inside their brain and see what they're thinking at least. Yeah. What what their line of thought is, you know? Yeah. I got a, I got a story for you, Dave. Oh, I want a story. Yeah. So uh, when I was living in Thailand, I was at a friend's party. Yeah. And we were looking over the ocean, drinking beer and having a good time looking at the jungle and whatnot. But the house right below had an English guy and his Thai wife. Okay. Okay. They were having an argument. Mm-hmm. Started getting louder and louder, so we started listening more and more. Oh yeah, because yeah, intrigue. Mm. Now, I'm not. I'm going to say the word, but I don't condone it. Okay. So he was getting more and more frustrated with his Thai wife, mm-hmm. and said, "Shut the fuck up, you fucking packy." <gasps> yeah. Oh. Now that word is a slur. It's not as bad as some slurs, but it is a slur, mm-hmm. especially <laughs> in England. Now, the thing is... Calling your wife a racial slur. Not even the correct racial slur. (laughs) (laughs) The wrong one. That word is for Pakistanis in England. And it's it's used on Indians as well. Yeah. Um, It's not a very nice... Did he think she was Pakistani? No, but it was that... (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. maybe, I don't know. But I, I think the idea is that he wanted to say something... To a brown person. And the first thing that came across was that racial slur. <laughs> because it's it's wow. very much ingrained in that type of English thought. Okay. So it doesn't matter if you're Indian, Pakistani, apparently Thai. <laughs> if, you're, if you have a little bit of brown, you're that. You're a racial slur. So you got to keep that in mind when you're coming towards Brexit. That's the kind of mentality was okay. get these brown people out. Mm. And they weren't also necessarily brown. I mean, they were coming from the Eastern Bloc countries. Right, exactly. <laughs> but but again, you know, poor countries. The, and, but, it, and, but again, it's an easy, cheap, political slur. Yeah. Oh, Oop. knocking my microphone there. <laughs> Getting my hands going. Getting crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so with that in mind, that's why I think they voted... I don't think they realize the ramifications leaving the EU would have on the UK, especially when they're talking about going without a deal now. Just being on, yep, no, right. We're 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 just leaving without mm-hmm. any trade agreements or anything like that. Um, I don't think they really thought it would happen. To be <laughs> honest, it's kind of like, oh fuck, that was real. That was real. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and now the consequences are flowing. Yeah. And it's and it's not just affecting England; it's affecting the whole European Union. Yeah, because I mean, England's a big trading partner, as I already mentioned. Um, again, it's part of NATO; it's part of the UN, and those things have not only economic ramifications; they have diplomatic ramifications mm-hmm. too. Um, because if you have more British people just living in your country, you kind of, you know, get a rapport with them. You know, yep. it, it's part of the culture now. Mm-hmm. So when you start isolating yourself like England's starting to do, like America is starting to do, it makes you very lonely on the world stage. Wow. Like a hooker. On the only street one co- hooker on the street, street corner. corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's just it, it's just crazy how, how how much it brings to light the, the parallels that you see, you know, between our country and you know, yeah, England and and, and actually goes deeper than that. Um, I don't want to get into too too much, but uh, part of the Brexit campaign was organized by Cambridge Analytica, uh, which worked on the Trump campaign for 2016. And, yes, and Farage, who was the main mm-hmm. guy for the Brexit campaign, mm-hmm. was actually at Donald Trump's inauguration. He was at his inauguration. Yep, I Gave do remember that too. story. Yep, yeah, exactly. Ah, uh, the same. Type of brainstem thinking. Yeah, yeah I mean, across it, the ocean, it, it really is. Yeah. It's it's weird. The same type of tribalistic, nativist ideology that's based in just you know just these 
vague rudimentary ideas that gain traction with a certain group of people and it's scary how that can just and catch happened, on fire it can happen very quickly too i mean yeah you, you don't it's not just in the uk it's happening in germany scarily enough austria france i mean these these right wing don't say germany does don't say germany. no it's happening though i mean they germans are very uh more aware of it more sensitive to it and right take a lot more met uh ways of kind of uh squashing it a little bit not squashing yeah. but like dampening it you know because other countries say yeah that'll never happen here you know, right, we'll right. never get to that level. We'll never get that extreme. And, uh, you know, we've kind of maybe peeled back a little bit of that. We did. Yeah. Um, we're, we're coming back around, I think. Mm-hmm. I do, too. I think. Um, but, again, once the once the footprint's there, it's always going to be there. It's, it's hard to... I'm scared do. now. I didn't mean to scare you. <laughs> I didn't mean to scare you, buddy. It's okay. We'll be all right. Okay. I mean, if... If you want to be unscared, look how well we 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 came out of it. Right. Not well, but we came out of it. I mean, we got Biden a centrist. We yeah. we're kind of swinging the country back. To We've where rejected a level of extremism. We did, and yeah. and we are with the the Trump tantrum of illegal votes and stuff. It's not catching on. The courts are squashing yeah. it. They're laughing them out right. of the, the courthouse. Republican secretaries of states are saying, nope, there's no evidence of fraud here. I mean, they're sticking up for their states. There's nothing there. There's no teeth. They're kind of holding their hand, they're holding their heads in their hands going, what are you talking about? Yeah. Which is a good sign. Yeah. Uh, it's it's good. I mean, yeah. if, if we can get one good thing out of it, that's that's it. We and, we rejected it. When, right. Jesus Christ. No. And, 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 no. And, and thank God this time around, there was virtually... No problems as compared to the last election. This was like the smoothest election in ages. Yeah. And it was in due time. And those facts are, I mean, the facts are just laid right out there for you. Yeah. You know? And one of the good things um, I I don't think it's been talked about enough is uh, you don't have the Russian hacking or or the things that, that plagued the 2016. They came out and said, yeah, we fucking stopped that. Yep, and that that goes to every Secretary of State and every mm-hmm. state. Yeah, Democrat or Republican, they did a they addressed the situation. Said this happened last time. This will not happen on my watch, and they fucking did it. See Republicans, yay state rights. Fucking yeah, yay, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, good job Republicans. Yeah, constitutional traditionalist right Absolute, there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and it happened. True and, conservatism worked. Ooh. Ooh, so dirty now. Are we going to have to rename the episode or rename the fucking podcast? <laughs> I just love to stick that in people's faces sometimes yeah. and because it's it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and and we did it. I mean, we saw the threat. We did it. We saw the threat in Donald Trump, and we took him out of office. Right, and we did so with the greatest amount of voting for a president in history, and. The greatest mountain voting for a loser in history. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was fantastic. We, we democracy worked. It, it yeah, it worked like it's supposed to. It yeah. worked almost it, perfectly. Well, it worked well. It did work well. It worked well. It it did what we needed it to do. Yep. And um, and I think with with Trump. Not conceding and stuff. I I think that sends a very bad example to other countries. Like um, if you mm-hmm. take uh, up and coming democracies like in Africa and, and, and South America mm-hmm. and things like that. I mean, they look to the United States as this beacon of democracy, and, and it, it's going. So who and, won? And one of the cornerstones, <laughs> and and realistically, one of the cornerstones of a peaceful democracy is this transition of power. Yeah. You know, I mean, we saw that with the election of eighteen hundred. Between Thomas Jefferson and um, John Adams, you know, I mean, it was knock down, drag out, fight. But at the end of the day, the Constitution solved the problem. Yes, it did. You know, it was messy. It was a clusterfuck, <laughs> but there was a rule of law in place that solved the problem. And they, hit, the Federalists and the Democratic Republicans back then, hated each other a hell of a lot more than Republicans and Democrats hate each other. Oh today. yeah, it was. Duels I mean, and it shit. was yeah, a real like. Real fucking duels. <laughs> Just imagine who I'd like to see duel each other. Who who? Well, if, okay, give, give me a fantasy duel. A fantasy today. duel. All right. Um, take. Um, so do they have to be pol- politicians, or they be part of an administration? It, 
open ended. Okay. Henry Kissinger. <laughs> Henry Kissinger. <laughs> Against Bill Clinton. <laughs> both are slow. Not in their brains, but in their motions. They're both very jowly and they would they would speak to the duel so much they would forget to turn and shoot. Or or like Bill Clinton would be like playing a sax and be like, hey, how's your house prices? <laughs> In case you we need to bomb Cambodia. <laughs> right after my nephew's bar mitzvah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, who would be my fantasy duel? <sighs> I would say... Sarah Palin and Gretchen Whitmer. (laughs) Yep. Who would win? Well, I'd hate to say it, but you know who's good with the guns. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she... No, Gretchen Whitmer would win. She would turn with a gun and shoot it. Sarah would have to turn around with her drill and run after her. (laughs) And she's too dumb to realize that she doesn't win the distance She turned the wrong way. She turned the wrong way. I saw a grizzly. <laughs> Wait, is that Russia? <laughs> yeah. No, Governor, that's a polar bear on ice. <laughs> Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> it's drill. <laughs> Fuck! What an awful candidate she was. Yeah, she she hurt me. I mean, McCain probably, never recovered from that. No, he didn't recover from that, and he said it too. He's like, that was a fuck up. Yeah, um, I watched a documentary about it. They really didn't vet her very well. They did it in like a week. Yeah, and uh, they just had to they because um, they wanted to get it after the DNC, and they were just like, "Yep, her, let's do yeah. it." All you have to do is look at what she named her children, and like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I forget what their names are, but it's like Wolf Blitzer or something. I don't know. <laughs> Wolf Blitzer, <laughs> like, like half CNN correspondent, half fucking Santa's reindeer. I don't know. <laughs> Here's Comet. Here's Blitzen. <laughs> Wolf Blitzen. <laughs> Wolf Blitzen. <laughs> yeah. What were we talking about? <laughs> uh, dude. Ah, shit. Well, we started off with Paris. We did. Then we talked about Brexit and the EU, and you oh, gave yeah. some very good in-depth analysis of that. I learned a lot listening to you. It was good. That was okay. really good, actually. Cool. Cool. And then we just kind of like you know drew parallels between those things and what's going on here in the United States and how sometimes we take a look at globalization through an odd lens, to say the least. Yeah, and it's not unique to Americans, I don't think. No, uh, not it, at all. It happens, but we just definitely have to be aware about it, and we're definitely louder than most about it. Cheeseburger! <laughs> Jeez, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I guess we were hoping in this week, too, just kind of like take a little bit of a break from the American politics yeah. and picking apart the election you know, we've been beating it. It's not a dead horse because there's still a lot of stuff going on, but I'm sure there's a lot to talk about in the next couple months here with the transition and Trump's shenanigans oh, yeah. and all those we'll kind of there. things. So a little bit of a breather for today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little, we, we took a trip. Yeah. yeah. To a street corner in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, th- I think we're done. Uh on our street corner today. Yeah, we're done on our little street corner today. That was fun. Cleaner um, than when we found it. Cleaner than when we found it. <laughs> From our choice. From our choice. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll um, do the obligatory uh, social media. Yep. So, again, if you guys want to talk to us, want to reach out, FDR's wheelchair podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter, again, I need your help. I'm I'm start some more fights on Twitter. So some more beefs. Some more beefs. We got one major one. Yep. Oh. Just go to our Twitter page and follow it. And I wanna say I'm I'm gonna start a new beef with Tucker Carlson. I'm gonna start it because he's a fucking moron and he needs to be wheelchaired. He, he needs to be <laughs> That's not a threat. <laughs> Come here. Slow down. I'm getting tired. I like it better when he wore bow ties. Yeah. He, he was still an idiot then. Yeah. But, but at least he wasn't a 
dangerous demagogue breathing hate. True that. Yeah. Yep. What, he's not even smart enough to be a demagogue. He's no. He's no. he's like um, if you hit your head really hard mm-hmm. and someone's trying to tell you where you are. That's how he reports the news. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Oh man! Hey, a little advice to my our, all of our listeners out there. Um, you know what I've done over this past week, Brandon? Drink wine and ate edibles. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And text me at fucking five forty-five in the morning. Do you Why sleep you... with your phone? It's on my nightstand. Does it go? Bzzz? Actually, it was on. It wasn't on silent, so it like fucking went full off at five forty-five, and I woke up. Did it wake you up? It woke Good. me up. Good. I'm thinking, who the fuck is texting me? Dave Martin. Dave Martin about what you wanted to bring <laughs> on the podcast this week. And I was like, Dude. what the fuck is he doing up? Is he Did he stay up or is he up now? And is he wanting response? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want a response at 545. That's the time that I have time to text you. Then whenever you wake up. When do you wake up? That morning, I guess it was five. <laughs> I can't. And your first thought was to text me. <laughs> yeah, man, I like it. Everything for the wheelchair, buddy. That's, That's for, right. I wake up in the morning. What does the wheelchair need? Actually, I do. Yeah, I do. Absolutely. I wake up and I'll, I'll read the news. Yeah, but like I was saying, I've taken a few breaks from politics and current events and stuff like that. Yeah. Guess what? Oh, my! The dogs home. are here. Yay. Yay! Well, I guess we're gonna leave it at that. Yeah. All right. So. uh Join us next week on FDR's Wheelchair. Yeah. You guys have a great week, and we'll see you next. (laughs) All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys.